0: Welcome to FileMaker Talk, this is Matt Navar. With Matt Petrowski, and our guest today is...
1: Tammy Williams. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you.
0: So like
2: me and Matt, you've been a FileMaker developer for a really long time, but quietly on the scene. Yes. And you have expertise in Lasso, which I find pretty fascinating. Yes, I do. And that's something that uh, I'm sure a lot of FileMaker developers want to know a Lasso person. So now we know you.
1: Yes, I've been using Lasso since 1997. I've also done lasso training.
2: Cool. Um, And we're here to talk about a new product that you have, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, a really cool FileMaker offering. Um, But before we do that, let's maybe tell us a little bit about your company and where you are and kind of how you've, how your FileMaker career has evolved.
1: Okay. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Before coming here in 97, I was in Ithaca, New York. I went to Cornell. And I got a job after graduation where they said, "Here's a room. There are all these books. Make a library." And here's this application called FileMaker. Figure it out. And that's how I started working with FileMaker.
2: That's the first time I've ever heard a story like that. (laughs) (laughs) This week, today. (laughs) That is. I know
1: everybody's story is kind of similar. Somebody it's, just threw them the software and said, get started.
2: It's classic. And all of those, like so many of those people, when the product or the technology was FileMaker, are still doing it. Yeah. still loving it.
1: Yep. That so, so was FileMaker so, 2 that I started with.
0: So to clarify, it was a solution for a library.
1: Well, it was a bunch of books in boxes and an application called FileMaker, and they said, make a library. <laughs>
0: Ah, so they just wanted to catalog a bunch of things.
1: Yeah, catalog and have people be able to check things in and out, and so that was the first thing I built. Cool. So the
0: real question is, do you know if it's still being used?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's still being
2: used. <laughs> well, no, they they tend to have longevity those FileMaker databases. Yeah. yeah, especially all the ones running on uh, 3 and 4 and 5 still. Huh? I, st- I still see them. We've got a project of converting one from, it's a FileMaker 4, or, you know, running in 5.5. Five. Uh, wow. The client is using having to use Citrix so that they can run a version of Windows old enough that it'll actually run.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, let's see, and uh, what's the name of your company?
1: My company is Creative Computing, and the website for my company is asktammy.com.
2: And that's A-S-K-T-A-M-I. Yes, it is. Or do you have different spellings of Tammy in there, too?
1: <laughs> no, just asktam com.
2: Cool. Uh, and let's see, you you have a product. Let's talk about that. Let's dive right into it. So, okay. CC, you've got a um, Creative uh, you've got that CC name, which is not to be confused with Cleveland Consulting, another great filemaker company.
1: Exactly. My CC is for Creative Computing, and the product is CC Audits. The website for the product is ccaudits.com, and basically, it's an app for iPads. You can use it on a phone, you go on an iPad. It's to create audits, checklists, safety inspections, surveys, questionnaires. Basically, anytime you want to. Have a group of questions you want people to go out in the field and answer, that's what this application is for. Mm-hmm. There's uh, nineteen different question types, so you can get answers that are video, audio, pictures, multiple choice, radio buttons, text, hmm. number, etc. Wow. Signatures, GPS. So
2: Really nice. I've done something like that. I did a survey, a custom survey last year, which made me really think that there needed to be a product like yours, and I was hoping to do it, and you beat me. So congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Because it was really difficult to do it as a kind of a one-off where you're building it sort of custom, and there really needs to be a tool like yours that that makes it easy. Um, That's what I
1: thought.
2: What's the pricing and availability info?
1: Well, right now... It's available, um, you can download for free for first 30 days. I'm offering it for $9,999 with customization so that if you need to tweak something about the question types, if you need to make the colors match your company colors, have synchronization added into the system so that it will sync back to your server versus the public library, mm-hmm. All that stuff is included. Hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah, and that could be a ton. I mean, because there's several different sync systems out there, and right. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty high price. So I would imagine the people that you're looking at are going to have use this really heavily for a lot of things.
1: Right. So, like one person I'm working with now, they basically do building safety inspections, and so. They have a lot of people in the field, and we're talking about implementing the system with them.
2: Um, is, is it pretty much designed to run data locally on the iPad, or just uh, or connect to a server, or either way?
1: Okay, right now it's it it'll work either way, but the goal is that you actually don't need to have any interaction with the desktop or internet at all. You can do everything on your iPad. And then when you're ready, sync it back to a central server.
2: Yeah, that's that's definitely the way we found it, too. Well, the one that I did a couple of years ago, or last year, was super sensitive data. It was like for a public health kind of a thing. And right. it was, um, in all the years I've been doing public health, it was actually like the most sensitive and invasive questions <laughs> we've ever had to deal with. So we had to put crazy security. We were using every single feature, you know, encryption at rest and all this other
0: lockdown stuff. Now, I was going to po- say, you, you have to use the encryption at rest because, I mean, as yeah. soon as somebody gets hold of an iPad, anytime anybody has physical access to a FileMaker file, it's pretty much fair game if uh, unless the pa- admin password's been stripped yep. and the encryption at rest has been added onto it.
2: And we did both of those things. And then the very first version that we released, I had a bug in the uh, syncing code, and uh, it took... I, I tried every single trick to get the data out of it. I actually almost lost some survey data because I oversecured it from myself. Yep. <laughs>
1: that,
0: that, ha- that happens. Yeah.
1: Another <laughs> you thing gotta... you can do with CC audits is you can share your templates as CSV files. The reports can come out as CSV, meaning, com- meaning comma separated values, mm-hmm. or as PDFs. So you wow, can share so... your templates and the reports as CSV or PDFs, That's or cool. sync them. So a central database.
2: So that means like if uh, users can build surveys for certain types of things and then share it for other users of your software?
1: Yeah. So you can build a survey and then you can share it with the, by uploading the survey questions to the public library. Somebody could download it and then edit what you've already created.
2: Huh. That's really a cool feature. I like it. Um, have we, and this is pretty new, right? I mean, you talked about it at DevCon, is the first time anyone had heard about it?
1: Yes, I basically started talking about it at DevCon. That was the first time the public has been told about it.
2: But Molly Connolly knew about it before anyone, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been working with Molly off and on for years, so I had mentioned it to her and she said, you know what, get ready, start talking about it at DevCon. Yeah, and so and that's,
2: just- yeah you and I uh, were introduced by Molly too. She, she is a great connector.
1: Yes, she is. She knows everybody.
2: You've never met her though, right, Matt? Of course I have. I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I sat across from her at the uh, speaker dinner.
2: Um, She actually is using, she's got a conference coming up, the Elusive Moose conference coming up in October in Chicago, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I don't know about the name yet, I'm trying to figure that out, but it's going to be a very interesting FileMaker conference. And your picture is prominently figured on uh, her website.
0: Yep, they keep using that thing. Yeah, it's a good
2: one. <laughs> I think it's a photo I took at Pause on Air a couple of years
0: ago. Uh, yeah, when I was all into talking about I think Java or JavaScript, one of those. Yeah, full cool text.
2: So, um, what other stuff do should you uh, do? Should we throw out there about your your cool new product, uh, Tammy, before we switch over to talking geeking out about DevCon a bit?
1: Well, that they can download it for free, use it for thirty days, and you contact me if they have any interest at all.
2: Okay. And then so the thirty days of free trial and then the ten thousand is for the customization version. Is there gonna be a, a, a lower price if you don't need any kind of customization? Or is that Yes.
1: Um, I'm willing to negotiate on, you know, what level of customization and what pricing they you know, depending on what they need, the pricing will go down.
2: Okay. Um... Do you think there might actually be a version for like a couple hundred dollars, kind of a thing, or what? Uh, you have a floor yeah, in mind?
1: Yeah, I've, I've been talking to Molly, and I'm thinking of um, a version that is at a lower price that comes as is, basically. Okay. So.
2: And I think that would be good. I think that's that'd be a big part of the market. There will definitely be people who will pay the the full price for the, you know, for the full customization and access to your brain for sure, as well. But I think uh, a lot of people probably would want to you know, um, like a, I don't know, two, three, four, or 500 or whatever version that has, that they're good enough in FileMaker to take it as is and, and know that they're not gonna get access to you.
1: Yeah, kind of the seed code model is what I'm thinking.
2: Yes, exactly. And the seed code was greatly helpful a few years ago when I released FM search results and coming up with the pricing for that. And I think in hindsight, we probably end a little bit too low. I think other FileMaker products have been more successful and aim a little bit higher on the pricing.
1: Okay. That's
0: good to know. Well, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the actual product and so when you had mentioned uh, the public library, I was a little confused. You're not referring to the physical public libraries like in my local city. You're talking about Hello. your designated library of uh, pre-designed templates. I think that mm-hmm. just occurred to me looking at the UI here.
1: Yes, that's exactly it.
0: Ah. Uh. So make sure that the listeners don't think that they're going to be going to their public library and accessing their bank of computers. I can right. see my kids there. They're on the typing program. I'm like, hold on. I want to, <laughs> I want to get a template
1: here. <laughs> No, it's the but, yeah. CC audits Library of Templates, basically. Got it. And from yeah. your iPad, you, if you have an Internet connection, you can access that library to download a template that exists there.
0: Yeah, I, I clicked on the library link, and then I, uh, I saw my, uh, my little network indicator that tells me when I have a network connection that it went out to the web and pulled some stuff and downloaded that.
1: Yeah. And you can preview things that are in the library before deciding if you want to download it to your iPad.
0: That's true.
2: Sort of a similar model to Theme Studio, huh?
0: Oh everything's uh, it's the Internet of Connected Things Mm -hmm. these days. It's basically go out and connect and do whatever.
1: Yep.
0: Rest is all the rage.
1: The idea with the library is that you know these would be a way for the community that's using cc audits to share templates for free
2: which is a beautiful thing yep because a lot of a lot of uh, surveys and audits are going to be similar to other ones you know
1: this way you don't have to create everything from scratch
2: exactly and probably a lot of them are going to be sort of in different industries like you know here's one for medical patients for this type of you know uh, practice versus another one. Yeah. As you mentioned, you've got building safety inspections and things like that. Exactly. So let's talk about DevCon. Oh,
1: well, I want, I'd like to add one more thing. One more Sorry. Thing. Um, the, in addition to all the different question types, there's also skip pattern branching.
0: Oh yeah. Super important. What is skip pattern branching? I'm unfamiliar with that.
1: So, for example, if you know, we were asking you, if you were filling out a survey about your car, right? The first question would be Do you have a car? If you said yes, you'd see question two. If you said no, it'd take you to a whole different set of questions.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
2: Like, really? So you don't have a car? Why don't you have a car?
1: <laughs> condition, <laughs> conditional branching based on an answer to a question.
0: Okay. That's cool. That's uh it's probably industry lingo called uh, skip pattern is what it's called. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's what it's usually called a skip pattern branching.
0: We did a ton learn of something. Mine. you learn something new every day.
2: How many levels of depth of skip patterns do you have?
1: Levels of depth.
2: Right. So if you have, So you,
1: you can have, hmm. I don't know how to answer that question.
2: So if skip pattern, like in, using your example, you've got skip pattern a, is do you have a car? You answer yes, then you can say, is the car that you have made before or after 1996? If you answer newer, then you get one set of questions, and older, they get a different set of questions.
1: It's unlimited. There you go. Yeah, it's unlimited.
2: That's cool, and that's very difficult to do. (laughs) Um, On the user interface, one of the things that I had a lot of difficulty with is using the screen real estate really well, because I wanted to be able to see the question that I'm currently answering but also the answer of the one that I previously answered so that I could go back to it easily, and then also the a preview or the actual next question so I can kind of see the flow of where I am and where I'm going.
1: In CC Audits, you can do that. You can go back. You can go forward. And if you don't finish a survey, like you exit the server before finishing, when you come back to it, it'll take you to where you left off.
2: Nice. Are you doing things like... Uh, tracking the timestamp of every single answer so that you can see the length of the survey and where people get hung up for answer lengths and stuff like that?
1: The system does do that. There aren't any reports in it currently that show you you know, the end result of how long it took someone to answer the entire survey, mm-hmm. how many days or how much time, but it is being tracked in the background.
2: Yeah, which I think is good. And you're probably right that a lot of people aren't going to care, but... Um, You know, percentage of complete, and I think probably the overall time would be pretty useful. The time of a given question probably not so much, but
1: right. But the overall time, and then the other thing that is depending on the the enthusiasm for it is to add ratings, so that you know maybe a yes gets a certain point value, a no another point value, and a another point value. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing I was thinking of for a future version of the product
2: so that that the answers of questions are just numbers you mean
1: so that the answers of questions get certain point values so for example sometimes in surveys it's not just how many people answered a certain way but overall for a section of a survey Mm -hmm. what were the points for this section and from the points you can kind of guess how many people said yes versus no overall for a section
2: got it kind of averaging. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I like that.
1: But again, that'll depend on, you know, what kind of interest there is for that. I've had some questions about that and I'm just waiting to see how much more interest there is.
2: Yeah. The statistics and the analysis is going to be kind of unlimited, I think. Yeah. And some of the tools and some of the other uh survey programs I've used, well, actually, this is more of an audit tool than a survey tool. It's
1: yeah, you Similar can do you can do both. And because you can export all the answers out as CSV, you can take that data and use your favorite statistical tool to analyze the sure. answers.
2: Which is, of course, FileMaker Pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. I've, I've learned that it's really not a statistics program. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really difficult to try to push it down that road. Because um, I work with a lot of epidemiologists, and they actually really do know statistics programs. Yeah, all of them. Um, so, what are what are the different uh, like tricks that you've used? One of the most difficult things for me when I tried to build this was if you have a question type that was like a multiple choice, and you had these fifteen choices, and then the next question was a numeric value or something like that. Um, I had a really hard time like going from one question to the next in a list format that would display the information correctly and scale the height of it correctly. How did you how did you solve that?
1: Okay, so there's two views for regular questions you see one question on the screen at a time Mm -hmm. okay there's another question type called a set so for example if i'm inspecting refrigerators at a site Mm -hmm. and i don't know how many refrigerators there are at the site but i for each refrigerator i need to capture a picture of the refrigerator the year it was manufactured and some other question right so i have three questions i need to ask about every refrigerator Mm -hmm those three questions would be a set. And then once I'm on site, I can create as many copies of that set as possible to answer. So if I have 10 refrigerators at one site, I'll duplicate that set 10 times to answer those three sets of questions about Mm. each refrigerator.
2: But then those three are all on the screen at the same time?
1: Yes, so whenever you're in a set, you see them all on the screen at the same time in a list view, but if you're asked. If you're answering a regular question, you'll just see the one question on the screen at the time. Hmm, okay. And I use a lot of FileMaker 13 and 14's hide, so you right. can hide objects. And so I do that and I use popovers and yeah. those two things let you do both.
2: Yep. Hiding, popovers, tabs. Those are kind of the three that I'd been. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. And uh, sliders as well.
2: And sliders. Yes, definitely. Hmm. Um, so uh, did you let people play with it at DEF CON? Were they responding to it? Get some good yes, feedback? Everyone,
1: everyone that it has played with it has had good feedback. They've liked the interface. They've had good things to say.
2: That's probably one of the other big things you're going to find is making a ton of changes from the first 50 or 100 customers that download and play with it.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm trying to get a list of all the top things and then start making the changes based on that list. Hmm.
2: Both of our podcast listeners, I'm sure, will uh, will play with it.
1: <laughs> That's good.
2: One of them is my mom, though, so. And the other one's Matt's mom.
1: <laughs> and one thing I added into it right before DevCon is that I keep track of how many people are downloading it, but I also get an email whenever somebody opens it for the first time. Oh, cool. If they're connected to the internet. So.
2: Ooh, the little, little callback to home in the uh, application, huh?
1: Yeah, because I was interested. There's how many people download it, but then there's how many people actually at least open it. So... It's just a random account. It doesn't say anything else about them.
2: So after the 30 days or whenever someone wants to buy it, they'll have to contact you and figure out a price to get the unlocked version.
1: Yes. And um, after 30 days, just like every other trial software, you could always download it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the version that you have in your iPad will open up and say, oh, it's past 30 days. Contact Tammy if you want more information or download Go to the website.
2: And then if someone does buy it, they'll get the, they'll get fully, uh, full access to the file.
1: Right now I'm debating whether I want to give full access or some limited functionality. I haven't decided a hmm. uh, person I'm talking with right now. They're not interested in full access. They're okay with a lockdown version. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just see where it goes. I'll see what the interest is and what the demand is.
2: Yeah. I have a good license agreement and all that. Yeah. Okay. So, DevCon, what did you guys think of it?
1: I liked it. I had fun.
2: What about the venue? Was it too big? I heard it was too big.
0: And that there was a uh, fire.
1: <laughs>
0: that was after the fact. but yeah. uh, Big. It, it, was, it accommodated, which was nice. I liked the rooms that they had, like where they did the, the opening and the closing. Mm-hmm. They had a whole dedicated like theater. I didn't go to the one in uh, in Disney World, so I haven't been to some of the other ones where it's or bigger places. But mm-hmm. I thought that was
2: pretty cool. This is the first dubcon I've missed in twenty years because I was ill pretty much all of July with bronchitis, but uh, so I, I was really bummed to miss it. But so I want to hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> the well, last it-
1: dubcon I was at, I think, was San Diego, so it's it had been a while for me.
2: Well, they had a bunch in San Diego for several years.
1: Yeah, I think I can't remember what year it was. It might have been ninety-nine. It's been a long time.
2: Oh, Okay. Yeah, they they went. They had one in ninety-nine, and I think that it did it all over the country for a bunch, and then they went back there for several years, I think, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. I think not the uh, previous year was a San, San Antonio, and then the year before that, I believe, was San Diego. Or Miami, and the year before that was either San Diego or Miami. Oh, yeah. It was, it was San Diego's, w- was in within the last four, one of the last four
2: that have happened. Right. And I think like two or three of the last six. So it's been there a few times.
1: One of the weirder things to me about being in Vegas for this DevCon was the fact that there were no windows, and it was just kind of, you could really have not seen daylight for the entire week if you wow. weren't careful.
0: Hmm, except correcting. for your hotel, your room.
1: Yeah, except for your room. But like the minute you left your room, you know.
0: You're yep. You're trapped. Yeah. Vampire so conventions. Was,
1: for me, it was <laughs> but, a little claustrophobic just because hmm. the idea that you know there really aren't windows in the halls, in any of the rooms, in any of the conference rooms. I mean.
0: Right. But they did have that's the
1: biggest thing
0: around you could leave the hotel and there were obviously many other hotels and many other things to eat you were just going to pay probably three times what it would cost somewhere else yeah (laughs) per thing it was uh, pretty expensive
2: that's sort of the Vegas thing but you can also find really cheap and really good food in Vegas too if you look
1: yeah it was nice to be able to have um, to see some shows which we managed to squeeze two shows in oh cool
2: what'd you see
1: we saw O at Bellagio
2: and hmm. Zarkana Nice. I've been wanting to see I, O I like for Circus years.
1: Soleil.
2: Oh, I like Circus Soleil too a lot.
1: I like Zarkana better than O actually. Really? Yep.
2: Huh, okay. Next time I go to Vegas I'll try to see that one.
1: <laughs> next next year it's gonna be in Vegas again at Same the cosmopolitan case. again too.
2: Yep, hopefully they'll have the pool repaired from the fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was pe- the calm pool. You want to go to the more raucous pool. Oh wow. <laughs> they 've got like two different Well, they 've got a I had never even heard of these things day clubs i didn 't even knew that no they were like a thing, but that 's what the younger generation is doing going to day clubs, oh really, not night clubs they I guess they go during the middle of the day huh <laughs> i don 't know how it works, but I was just i was like what 's a day club? My I wife had to explain to a it to me thing.
2: yeah i 've never heard of it interesting,
0: I like it. I'm going to Google it now.
2: Yeah, you do. I'll hear the the keyboard clicking. So what about the information? I heard there was some pretty good previews of upcoming stuff. I also heard there was a bunch of rumors circulating around about some, I don't know, crazy things just before DEVCON, and that none of those things were actually talked about in the opening or closing sessions. Um, But that there was some really good previews. Obviously, we can't talk about details on the podcast uh, of some other good features coming in the next versions.
1: Yes, Um, there were. But again, we can't talk about them.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> people were there, we'll know. <laughs> um, but thats I guess they always kind of talk about uh, you know, what's coming. But was it exciting? Can I at least ask that? The
1: it features? was interesting to have actual clients do the presentations, which I don't know that they usually do that since it's been so long since I've been to a DEF CON. but that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, not a ton. It's usually FileMaker staff up there.
1: Yeah,
0: um, the stuff that they did show that's like the the under-the-hood type of stuff, um, it occupied a smaller portion this year than it has in previous years, and they showcased um, clients that have developed things with FileMaker technologies, and so it was like wow factor stuff. Like, here's all the stuff that people are doing with FileMaker, here's some of the stuff that we're now working on. So they reversed the order than what they've done in the past where they just, uh, typically, I think they just show a lot of what's coming in the opening. Which uh, Somebody said that it would be nice if they'd actually show all of the what's coming stuff in the closing session, because it keeps you anticipating it throughout the course of the whole DEF CON.
2: Yeah, usually they do a little of both. Um, you know, they, they usually have some kind of big, good bombs to drop at the closing session, which I think is interesting, but yeah, I guess maybe not this year. Plus, they they changed that, sort of the days and the the timing of the opening and closing, which I don't know if it made that much impact, but what was the big party like this
0: year? I did not go, actually.
1: So, I think you're talking about the closing party, the last day, the pool yeah, party. Yeah. I was only there for a little bit, hmm. so I can't so, really say... It might have gotten wild after I left. I yeah. had the feeling it was going to get
2: wild. Based on your two's input, I would say the closing
0: party was a total bust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some people liked it.
0: Some people didn't, mostly because it was very crowded. It was I mm-hmm. I think it was in the same area where they normally have this day club thing. So it's mm-hmm. basically uh, it's a big pool with like a lot of strips of Concrete in areas where you can go in and around the pool. So, since I wasn't there, but they also have a dance uh, club area too.
1: Yeah, so, so think... it was like two separate areas. Actually, there's yeah. an inside club and then the outside by the pool. So.
0: But hmm. I didn't go. So, what did you do instead? I uh, went to dinner with my wife to a uh, hundred and fifty-five dollar. <laughs> Meal,
2: oh, so a really cheap meal then,
0: huh? Yeah, one of those real cheap ones. No but wine or anything. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be honest. We both. You you get the bill and you're like, wow, we just paid 150 for what we might normally pay, you know, 40, maybe 50, 60, mm-hmm. and you're like, was did that feel like it was 155? Given the environment, given the situation where we were, it was a place called STK, which was a It's a hippish 90s type bar where they're 80s 80s and 90s where they're playing that type of music. But the ambiance and the environment and all of the service, it was all like if you wanted to say you got your money worth, you got your money worth. And the food Mm. was absolutely incredible. It was very, very good. Mm. So So that's that's what I can say about whenever the the closing party was going on. I was eating at an expensive restaurant
2: yeah well you gotta do what you gotta do well you live close so it made sense for you to bring the wife there so yeah it's only like a what five four or five hour drive from
0: where you live yeah yeah four and a half
2: yeah that's convenient and from anyone on the west coast it's really convenient to fly to vegas very much so probably not so much from atlanta though huh although flights are probably not too bad huh
1: yeah i use my miles so it worked out
2: that's a good way so what other highlights would you guys mention about DevCon? Was there were sessions good, Matt? I think you said you only went to a few, but
0: Yeah, I went to a few that uh, the one that I did go to I, I, I like I what the content was, but what I would like is I, I've got a friend of mine that I was talking to, Edward Callahan, and he said, "I wish they would do these types of sessions more towards the beginning of the week." And this was one of them that I think was towards the end. It was the mm-hmm. under the hood. With, um, well, I went to two. I went to, mm-hmm. most of them were from FileMaker. Under the hood of FileMaker 14 uh, Go, and then also the uh, developers' panel where the actual developers get up there and talk about questions and people send them in via tweets and stuff like that. Oh, cool. It's always good to hear and get the information, like from the horse's mouth, of what's going on behind the scenes in terms of how things are going. And Clay. Actually, there was a question that said, you know, what's the what's the performance? It was a performance-related session with those developers, and hmm. somebody had a question, and Clay went through, like, this hit list of, like, well, here's what happens. One, two, three, four. He mm-hmm. went through, like, 22 different items, and I just, like, I you couldn't write them down fast enough, and like, where can we get that list? So it was pretty, pretty cool. Hopefully I'm that's a mute recording for one session. Second.
2: All right dog barking I hear in the background there what about you Tammy what what sessions did you go to and really enjoy
1: um I went to a couple different ones my my main takeaway is I like seeing what other people are doing with FileMaker I like getting ideas from what other people are doing just Mm -hmm. stretching my imagination that kind of way Mm -hmm. and for me DevCon is partly that but then it's also partly just networking with other people that maybe I've worked with through the internet over Mm -hmm. the years, but I haven't seen in person for a while. So for me, that was like my most, my biggest benefit from going.
2: I always find that networking aspect is really hugely important. But I think it's really funny that really the three of us, I think it's actually kind of sad and not really very good that we don't, you know, back back when I first used to go to DEF CON, I went to every session. I was always in a session because that's where the knowledge aspect is really uh mainly there but i think for developers who like the three of us who have been doing it for 20 plus years um there's just kind of less new stuff we learn the sessions are just not aimed at our level of expertise you know
1: yeah. i don't know if that's, i, mean, do you I did, think that's right i did go to a number of sessions but it was more just to you know touch base and see what's out there and make sure mm-hmm. that i knew everything that was in filemaker 14 and mm-hmm. i had something drastic and you know that kind of
2: thing yeah more like confirmation and pick up a couple of good tips as opposed to learn you know like 70 percent of this information is new to me kind of a thing
1: exactly exactly it was actually kind of cool how big all the rooms were because you know it's been so long since I've been to one and I didn't remember the rooms being that big. Oh so, yeah,
2: plus this was the biggest attended DevCon in history too.
1: Yeah, and I think you could definitely tell because yeah. there were each session that I was in was full and the rooms were really big.
0: Yeah, so, that's a well, that's a good, really good sign I think. Yeah. Now yeah. there were tons of people that I never even saw that I was like, "Where's so and so?" That they were there, I oh. just never saw them.
2: Yeah, that happens that's been happening at DevCon lately, the last several years. Whereas, you know, ten years ago you pretty much anyone you wanted to see you saw them there because there was only nine hundred or eight hundred people. And now that there's fifteen, that's it's definitely crossed a line somehow. Yeah. <clears throat> what other stuff you guys want to throw out there for Devcon
0: highlights before we wrap up. Um I, I think it was worthwhile to go to, so
1: yeah, I thought it was worth to go. I did enjoy the sessions that I went to. I did learn a couple of new things, and I got what I wanted out of it, which was the networking, the seeing people, and the announcing CC audits.
2: Mm, good stuff. What about you, Matt, uh, product-wise? Did you talk about new stuff you're working on there and get some good feedback?
0: Um, I didn't really pitch the theme studio too much. I wasn't there, obviously, to, to sell. I didn't have a mm-hmm. vendor booth or anything, but... The session that I gave was really well received. Um, A lot of people liked that, and I did have a little link in that. I had talked about um, optimized layout performance, which extended to more than just the design of a layout, but also optimization with regards to network transfer and uh, optimizing images and all kinds of things related to making a solution perform better. Hmm, Cool. That's one I definitely want to watch the video for, for sure they should have them i don't know when but uh i think they're uh, do they release those to non-devcon after devcon i think they they,
2: what yeah what's the rule on that tammy
1: i don't know but they haven't been communicating well Hmm. about updates to you know the handouts or the materials for different sections or anything about that i haven't gotten any emails about it and i don't know that they've been communicating well about when stuff is going to be available post devcon
0: uh, I can answer a question I can answer like a topic on this. They did um, their the way that you could get the content was actually very easy, but it blew me away they didn't mention one bit how to actually take advantage of it or how to use it they didn 't tell anybody that okay, the way that you could get the content, which would basically be if you want to follow along with the slides or if you want to access the demo files here 's how you do it. And then when I looked, it's all through their community site. So if you're on TechNet, yeah. mm-hmm. TechNet has all of the DevCon sessions and had all of the sites, all of the slides embedded. There, the DevCon to Go had a link directly in each of the sessions that you could tap, which would open that on TechNet. So you only had to log into the web viewer once, and then you could just tap and download a, a demo file or the slides. Hmm. But yeah. when I looked at all of the people on TechNet. Because the only way that you can get notified as things on TechNet are actually updated is if you subscribe to them. And it applies to, like, everything all the way down to one individual setting. Now, when you're listed in TechNet and you say, I want to follow this group or whatever, it then sends you all of the notices for all of the subtopics in that group. So, like, for me, one of the first things I did, but also I guess because I knew I wanted to do it as a speaker and see what other people were uh, covering, Mm -hmm. I went into TechNet, into the DevCon session, which was accessible, and I hit the little subscribe button and it subscribed me to all sessions. So therefore, anytime any other developer made any type of change or anyone made any type of comment on any of the sessions, I just got flooded with all kinds of emails. So my perception was that the communication for me was overwhelming, but it was because I had to turn it on. And right. they didn't tell people to go do this. And when you looked, the number was like, how many people are actually, you can see how many people follow a certain thread on TechNet. There are like 56 people. I'm like, 56 people out of 1,500 people are following anything related to DevCon? People must not use TechNet. And so I don't know if they do or don't, but that was the way to actually let yourself know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I saw how, I used the FileMaker to go app. I liked the app. Um, to take notes on the sessions and all that kind of stuff. And I was able to see from that, oh, you can just go click here, see the slides, all that kind of stuff. But I did not know you can subscribe and then get emails about updates. So thanks for that information.
0: Yep. Anybody who went to DevCon, if you've got access, just log into TechNet and then once you get to the DevCon sessions, there's that little link that says something about follow or I'd have to log into TechNet right Mm now. But it's it's sort of a two-step process also one of the things that they've uh, done a poor job of is there's a setting i believe that you control in your profile that determines whether or not you get emailed so subscribing alone wasn't the only solution some people would subscribe but then they didn't have have it turned on in their profile to Mm -hmm. actually get email as one of the notification methods of your subscriptions so it's they need a little bit more clarification, like basically a video up front when you're on TechNet. Hey, mm-hmm. if you'd like to be notified or subscribe to any particular item on TechNet, here's what you do.
2: Good info. I'll totally check that out, too, because
0: I haven't uh, seen
2: that much. And I don't know. I, I was never really a super heavy TechNet user, but I do. I actually use the FBA space a lot, and I use the as a maker reseller. I'm on there all the time ordering software for my customers. Gotcha. So yeah, that like the FBA business side is what I use pretty heavily.
0: Streams—that's what they call it. I just logged in. Ah, there you, gotta, you go. You got to click on the button that says "follow this stream" or whatever, and so.
2: But it's not broken down to the individual session, though. It's the whole thing, huh?
0: Uh, you can do either or. Oh, you okay. can follow individual sessions as desired, or you can uh, like. For me, I'm looking, the one I happen to be looking at right now is DEVCON 215 speakers. So I can follow everything that happens in that group, or I can select on one specific discussion within this group and follow just that discussion. So you can make it as narrow or as wide as you want. That's good. That's really good. So, and then the emails, they just come right into your inbox. You also, if you have access, I don't know how the password works. If you like using an RSS reader, they, it has RSS feeds as well. So. Probably, cool. It's probably better than getting a million emails. Yeah. Provided they're not password locking down the groups that you would want, which I don't know if they are. So.
2: Great talking to you guys. Tammy, I wish you great success with your new product. Thank you. I am definitely going to be playing with it because I think it solves a really important uh, issue for a lot of FileMaker developers out there. This is such a great use of an iPad, and FileMaker's is just perfect for it.
1: I look forward to all your feedback.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See you later.
1: Bye.